0: Folks, it is all quiet on the Western front when it comes to Barry watch and the Winnipeg Jets, so we just have to hope in the meantime that Winnipeg is plugging along, but on the side, we actually do have some interesting developments around the league. We've got NHL awards season, which is always controversial. Folks always disagree. And I personally have some thoughts on what could be a potentially contentious round of picks, plus some guys who actually did earn an award they deserved. So we'll talk about which of the top candidates made sense, uh, which votes didn't really seem to align with actual performances, and my thoughts on the awards as a whole. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello friends and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LL underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. If you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. We've got audio and video versions of this podcast available on all your favorite platforms, so you can take us on the go, watch, or listen to us at home. Whatever floats your boat, we're there for you 24-7 every weekday. On tonight's episode, we've got some fun topics to discuss, I guess. Uh, the, the biggest thing right now, of course, is still trots watch for the Jets, but because there's not really any news there, I kind of wanted to shift attention and talk about the NHL awards. Unfortunately, this year the Jets really didn't have... Um, too many candidates here, aside from the Lady Bing Trophy, of course, going to Kyle Connor. But as far as the rest of the awards are concerned, this was an interesting voting session because for the first time in ages, we actually saw a, a heart Trophy that had some real competition from a goalie. This kind of stuff never really happens. Um, and of course, the voting, I'm sure, was very contentious. But we're going to dive into at first uh, let's talk about the Calder Trophy. Um, this trophy for me I think had, for me, one of the more curious uh, voting splits. This year, the trophy was awarded to Moritz Seider of the Detroit Red Wings, which is an interesting choice. Uh, Seider actually got 170 first-place votes, which is just astounding. The next closest first-place vote uh, was Driver Egress at 15, which is uh, quite a bit less, if we're being honest. Cider honestly blew away the competition in terms of the voting splits, but I feel like when you're looking at this uh, this list of candidates, right, you've got Cider, Ziegris, Bunting, Raymond, uh, Swayman, Lundell, Tanner, Boldy, Caulfield, Carrier, Lilligrin, Mercer, Jarvis, somehow Faravari, and tied with Faravari is Nadelkovich. Um, for me, if I'm being honest, I kind of thought this would be Lucas Raymond's year. I know that maybe his points total sort of tailed off a little bit towards the end of the season, but I think in what people kind of saw insiders game and what I think is actually happening on the ice, Raymond for me was the more uh, well-rounded versatile offensive threat. I thought that he was an absolute monster in transition. He was creating tons of dangerous chances and I guess cider for me is he's he's a really solid top four defender, right? Maybe even a a fringe first pairing guy. But I just don't know if I would really uh, give so many first place votes. You look at some of the other names on the list, right? Um, Zegres was a really good candidate to be one of the most exciting young Calder trophy winners out there. Not that I probably would have picked him necessarily. I think that he was, you know, a decent choice as like a finalist. But would I have chosen him first overall? Probably not. That said, I don't know that I would really have gone with cider here either. I think Raymond, for me, shined a little bit more uh, and was certainly more offensively involved. I get why uh, the the voters kind of opted here for maybe the defender who they think is a steady Eddie presence on the back end and who they thought maybe contributed a lot of maturity and composure. But oftentimes with the Calder Trophy, it's just sort of a weird one, right? You look at uh, some of the, the prospects, and and there's not a ton of great choices for, like, number one. But, again, I probably would have gone with Raymond. Lundell was an interesting French candidate for me to be a potential finalist. I don't know that he really played enough and, and had enough ice time, uh, certainly on a team as stacked as the Panthers are, to really make a case to be in the top three. I think he was certainly just as good as a lot of his teammates, but in terms of being the kind of person who, uh, sort of by... <clears throat> process of elimination by ice time and stuff in, in the role that he was given. I just didn't really think he had much of a shot at actually achieving this reward. If he wasn't playing with the Panthers and maybe was on a team like Detroit, maybe he would have gotten a little bit higher in the rankings. I could have imagined him having a monster season based on this intro year with the Panthers. I do find it funny that Ferravari actually got a single vote. Uh, I did not expect to see his name on this list at all. Um, Farivari is obviously a very talented defender for the Caps, but uh, whoever had him as like the fifth choice, that's pretty funny. I, I love that. I love that somebody was really bold with that selection. Somebody did the same with Nedeljkovic. Two very interesting choices. Seth Jarvis, for me, I think is probably one of the ones that I thought was way too low. Uh, Jarvis only had three total votes, a fourth-place vote and a fifth-place vote. I know that Carolina is another really deep team, and maybe Jarvis wasn't seen as having enough games and a significant enough role to merit, um, obviously like a top five selection, but I think top 10 probably would have been reasonable. Uh, it's not like the difference between, you know, the, the back half of this grouping is super significant, but to only get three votes for Jarvis, I thought it was kind of like, wow, that's a little, a little low in my, in my uh, mindset here. Uh, Mercer and Lilia Grin also not really getting many votes, not super shocking. I thought Mercer had a, a pretty solid season but nothing to like um maybe get too too excited about boldy i think has shown signs of having a potential really like really bright future ahead of him but this year probably not enough to to really earn a top billing i just feel like with cider getting first overall with such a disparity in the voting process here i was kind of shocked a little bit in some ways but you know the calder trophy sometimes they just seemingly pick the first name that comes to mind and i think Sider was one of those guys who has been billed as the Calder favorite the entire season and never really had that taken away from him. So uh, not really dissing a season at all. I think he actually had a great year and there are, are very clear signs that Sider is starting to take the next step in his development. But yeah, for the Calder trophy, a little bit of an interesting start. Probably not the number one candidate I would have gone with, um, but I'd be curious to know what you think. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you feel like he's actually a pretty okay choice. Be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter uh, or in the YouTube comments below. I hope that uh, next season, Cole Perfetti, it should still be eligible for this trophy. I hope that he has a monster year and gets himself in the finalist pool because let's be real, Perfetti, he is something else. And uh, I, I just hope he can stay healthy long enough to give us a full season and show Jets fans why the future with him is super sky high. We've also got a few more tra- trophies, though. Some of these are a little bit less controversial. Some of them, maybe a little bit more than the Calder Trophy, especially because the, the, the pools of players are a little bit deeper. But before we get into those, I do want to shout out our wonderful partners at uh, Built Bar. If you've heard me talk about Built Bar, you know that I'm personally a big fan. I've had lots of protein bars over the years, and most of them kind of suck. Bilt Bar was the first to kind of change my mind because it's more like a candy bar with a 100% real chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. They're constantly iterating and creating new flavors, and one of the brand new ones they've got is Mud Pie, which if you've ever had an actual Mud Pie, you know that that chocolatey, creamy, crumbly goodness with that mousse flavor is always just to die for. But of course, you know, you think about the calorie counts and the carbs, and you start thinking, "Ah, oh, I, I can't really afford to eat this, especially on a routine basis. Well, Built Bar's got the answer with the, the Mud Pie Built Bar, which clocks in at around 150 calories. It's got only eight grams of sugar and it's packed with 16 grams of protein. So it really is good for you, right? Where else are you going to find something as delicious as Mud Pie in a really convenient bite-sized package that... White, honestly, is better for you than it is uh, bad for you. So if you're interested, be sure to check them out. They've also got a variety box in case you want to try some of their other flavors. They've got great stuff like churro puff. They had stuff um, like banana, some of the really basic flavors. Raspberry dark chocolate is one that I always say is a great place to start. If you're not sure, be sure to check it out. Again, it comes with 12 different flavors that you can choose. And again, you know, it's, it's awesome. I mean, they're all around the same cal- caloric count. They all have around 16 to 17 grams of protein. And only 7 to 8 grams of net carbs. You really can't go wrong, so check them out at Built.com. And when you do, be sure to use promo code LOCKED15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Built.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make us your first listen of the day every day. We are taking a look at the uh, the 2022 NHL awards voting, which, of course, is always a contentious subject. Every year you see tweets and social media posts bemoaning the voting and saying, oh, why did somebody get this trophy or whatever? And like, I, I kind of like sometimes look at the ballots and I, I do occasionally disagree with them. Uh, like I thought the Calder trophy for me, I, I probably wouldn't have made Cider my number one choice. He would have been top three, just not number one for me. Uh, But of course, he kind of, you know, lapped the field in terms of the voting process and earned so many first place votes that no one else was really close to touching him. So uh, looking at some of the other trophies, some of these weren't quite as contentious. Uh, The next trophy that we're going to talk about is the Vezina. And this one, I just really feel like there wasn't really that much debate. Igor Shesterkin has won it with 29 first place votes. Um, the next closest voting pool didn't even get a first-place vote. That was Jacob Markstrom. Uh, Shisterkin had 154 points by their rankings. Uh, Markstrom was second overall at 53, and Yusaseros came in in third with 32. The rest of the list in this order was uh, Freddie Anderson, Vasilevsky, Yelidia Sorokin, and then tied for seventh was Demko, Husso, and Jari with just one point apiece. Overall, I kind of feel like this split is pretty okay. Um, You could have an argument for a couple of these goalies. Markstrom's regular season was very strong, but of course, during the postseason, he sort of fell apart, and I just feel like maybe they rode him a little bit too hard. I know that there's conflicting evidence when it comes to uh, goalie workloads and how that impacts performance, but he just didn't really get much of a break. Um, I, I do think that they have some guys who could potentially be like decent backups, uh, No one that I would really say is <clears throat> on the caliber maybe of like an Eric Comrie or when Laurent Bressois was around a Bressois level goalie, but certainly guys who could eat minutes and at least give Markstrom some rest. When it got to the postseason, he just looked very slow. I thought his reads were off and uh, it kind of derailed what was a really good season for him. His regular season performance was pretty great, but I do think one of the big things that probably dinged his votes was that he plays for Calgary, which is defensively a pretty responsible team. They don't surrender much. Uh, They play a very tight structure under Daryl Sutter. And so you look at Shusterkin and by by a country mile, Shusterikin's workload um, and performance was basically what helped New York get into the postseason. A lot like Connor Hellebuck with the Jets over the past several years, Shasterkin carried the team. I don't think that there's much question about that. I do know that because he played fewer games, uh, it, it probably did ding him in one of the other trophies we're going to talk about. But I just feel like in terms of an MVP performance, in terms of one single player on the team who basically changed their entire season, it's got to be Shesterkin. Without Shesterkin, I have no idea where the Rangers rank. Uh, they were not a particularly great team. They had components that were good, like the power play was pretty strong. The PK was very strong, and you even saw that at times during the postseason. Uh, their finishing talents there, the depth scoring is pretty decent. Uh, Kopp, of course, was a big game changer for them. But you look at that team and the defensive structure, um, the really perfor- the really poorest performances during the regular season, and even more so during the playoffs, you just come to understand why Schusterkin's season was really uh, an historical event. He truly had one of the most insane goaltending runs in NHL history, and when you watched him out there, he was calm, controlled, and he just seemed to snuff out just about everything. Only a few goals that he really surrendered that you you would really like him to maybe have. Overall, though, I mean, he was just a monster in net, and probably one of the most legendary um, rookie, or not really rookie, but uh, first intro seasons to the NHL I can imagine, uh, especially for a goalie. Usually this is a position that does take some time for young guys to figure out but Shesterkin came in and immediately started impressing people just an incredible year for him. And if he had been eligible for the Calder, I'm sure he would have won it. uh, because he's already been playing for uh, what, like two seasons, I guess now, maybe a little bit more than that. Obviously he doesn't quite figure into the, the calculations here, but, um, the other candidates, I mean, Markstrom was good. Sarah was good. Anderson, Vasilevsky, all decent choices, just no one doing the amount. And, uh, bringing the, the level of value that Shesterkin brought. Aside from that, we do have a couple more trophies um, and we'll get to those in just a little bit. These include the Norris trophy and the heart trophy. And we'll talk about the voting for these and whether or not I think that they made the right choices just after the break. Hello friends. And welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of locked on Winnipeg jets. We are taking a look at some trophy voting for NHL 2022 awards. Obviously, Like I mentioned earlier in this podcast, it is always a very contentious subject, but you know, this year's trophies, I I guess they went to, for the most part, I think the right candidates. The only one that I would probably quibble with uh, the most was the Calder, but I mean, that's, it's not really that big of a deal in my opinion, to be, um, to be completely honest. Uh, It's not the kind of trophy where like, I'm, I'm ready to throw fists. You give one decider. I think that's totally okay. I think, you know, Morris had a great season You could really argue that he actually does deserve it based on the volume and workload that he had, and I think he was a very impactful player for Detroit. So uh, while it wouldn't be my choice necessarily, I could see that. Uh, The Vesna, though, not really much of an argument there. Shusterkin 100% was the correct choice the whole way, and most of the voters agreed. Now, the Norris was a more uh, contentious voting process because it basically came down to Kale McCarr and Roman Yossi. And for me, Makar definitely should have won it by a country mile. Uh, Yozi though, was really close. In fact, the points difference was um, only around, what, 25 points, which when you've got 1631 to 1606, it's actually a much narrower margin than it sounds. Makar had 92 first place votes and actually Yozi led the way with 98. But because Makar had so many more second place votes, uh, that really tipped the scales. Whereas Yosi, uh, his second and third place votes kind of started to tip the scales a little bit against him. Um, behind him, you had Hedman, McAvoy, Fox, Ekblad, Latang, and a bunch of other guys. I think for this trophy, for the most part, I would agree with the voting. Um, I might have thought that McAvoy should have been higher. Uh, I say this every year, though. Charlie McAvoy is just perennially underrated. Fox coming in at around you know, like 248 points. That's a little bit surprising. Um, I know that some people are a little bit more modest on his scoring and his impact on the ice, but let's be honest, Fox is very clearly the closest thing to Makar that exists in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Adam is just a very different kind of attacking defender than I think Makar is. Kale has that individual flair and skill in a way that I think Fox maybe doesn't quite uh, utilize as much, but I think where Fox is just as good as in that passing and distribution uh, and just spatial awareness and IQ are just on another level. So yeah, uh, a little bit surprised that Fox came in fifth, but he's already won a Norris already ready. So maybe that's kind of why he slid back a little bit. Uh, McAvoy, you know, another guy again, who I just feel like for whatever reason, doesn't really get that much recognition because he doesn't score a ton. I do kind of feel like McAvoy and, and Fox between the two of them only getting eight total votes for first and second place and all of those coming from McAvoy. That's pretty crazy. Uh, Fox had a pretty monster year, but um, even though I think that's actually not the worst reflection, I feel like, you know, Hedman, Yosie, McAvoy, all those guys arguably had just that slight edge over Fox in terms of uh, regular season impact. It is still surprising to me that no one voted for Adam there. Same with Ekblad. Ekblad only got two third place votes and nothing else in the top three, but, yeah, I probably would have gone with Kale McCarr by a pretty decent landslide. That Yosi was kind of lockstep there is a little bit interesting. Yosi's I really believe won it once or twice before, um, and while you know Roman has been pretty good over the past couple of years, I don't even know if this was one of his best seasons. I know in terms of the score sheet he had a monster season, but in terms of total on ice impact, it was a little bit more modest for him. So interesting to see him get second place uh, and just narrowly miss McCarr, but. Yeah, Kale for this year, monster, crazy year, and we're seeing in this postseason just how dynamite he truly is. Now, the last trophy that we're going to talk about is probably the most interesting one because I feel like this one is where I I actually have a pretty solid argument uh, against the the selection. Um, This year, Austin Matthews won it by a pretty healthy margin, uh, 1630 points to Connor McDavid's 1111. And in third place was Igor Shesterkin at 738. For me, while Matthews did have one of the best all-time seasons of any skater out there, and quite frankly was on a level that I think only McDavid could really achieve, you have to look at that 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 Toronto team, right? They are incredibly deep. They have scoring depth. They have a pretty strong defense. The goaltending is a little bit average, but I mean, you look at the rest of that squad, Nylander, Marner... Um, Like if you look at your top six and Tavares is one of the worst forwards, you're probably doing pretty okay, right? And so for me, I I get why Matthews was voted here. I mean, he had like, what, 60 goals or something, something absurd this year. Uh, And while I I certainly do think that it's not an unfair choice for the Hart Trophy, I just think what Shesterkin did for the Rangers uh, by a, a pretty healthy margin sort of exceeded what anyone else could really do. Um and that it's partly the product of the position, right? Shisterkin plays a a very unique role in preventing goals, whereas McDavid and Matthews play comparatively less, just around a third to maybe half the time in McDavid's case, um, of what Shisterkin is usually getting, and so your overall your overall impact on the game you have to kind of condense into your individual shifts. And it can be difficult. But then you saw McDavid during the postseason and even late in the regular season, straight up carrying the Oilers. So yeah. McDavid in second, I think is pretty fair. Austin Matthews, I probably would have had in the top three. I just feel like what Shesterkin did for the Rangers, literally getting them into the postseason, I, I get it. He did have, you know, technically fewer games, but I wonder if you look at the total time on ice, if that would really hold up. Obviously, it's it's sort of hard to compare uh, goalie time on ice with, with individual skaters. You might as well not, because it's not really particularly relevant or germane, but... Um, I don't know. I just feel like that argument is always thrown against Shesterkin, not having started as many games, maybe having a smaller sample size. And yet in that sample size, he had one of the greatest all-time goaltending seasons ever and literally carried the Rangers uh, through almost to a Stanley Cup final. So I don't know how I feel about that one. That trophy, I feel like could have been Shesterkin's. Jonathan Huberto at fifth overall is pretty interesting, if I'm being honest. I like Huberto. I don't think he was anywhere near his team's best player, but as a subject for another time, I'd be curious to know how you feel about the Hart Trophy voting. Maybe you feel it was an okay ordering, or you would also agree that Shisterkin should have been the choice, or maybe you go completely off the board and pick somebody else. Let me know at Loco and at LO underscore Jets, or in the comments below. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. I'm hoping that by some point this week, we have an announcement on trots. Uh, it does sound like at least the conversations were supposed to occur this week, but Yeah, every time and every minute that seemingly passes by, just is kind of like, you know, rocking back and forth, getting a little bit dicey. But uh, yeah, all we could do is sit on our hands and just wait for the announcement. And then we can start talking about it with a little bit more clarity. But, you know, for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. While you're at it, be sure to make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no one else. Here are the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for your support. Have a great night, and Go Jets Go!